Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Welcome to the series At the House. My friends, if you can't be free at home, you can't really be free anywhere. And so it is true, if you're free at the house, then you're free anywhere you go, because you are the house of God. And when God makes you free at the greatest depths possible inside of you and in the most private place where you live, which is at your home, at your house, with your people, in your own skin, then my friends, you are getting free. It's time for us to care more about what's happening privately than what is happening publicly. And as I say in my book, From Trauma to Trust, until the church is free privately, she can never stand in her full authority publicly. So this is a very timely word. Take a listen, share it with others, subscribe, give Tent Talk a five-star review so that we can get it out to more listeners and the message can get out. Thanks so much for being with me today as we launch out the series, At the House. It was finally at home that I was really learning the depth of this statement that God had made to me so many times. What was this statement is that until you are more offended by what is coming out of you than what is coming against you, you don't need the depth of deliverance that God is attempting to bring. Because my friends, it's at the house that God is going to mature us. It is not in the public arena that we are typically matured. It is in the public arena where we oftentimes are performing. We are in impression management, managing the impression that we make on people. You know, we argue with our family in private, and then we're shushing them all the way, uh, you know, to the car and to the uh, dinner party or to the church event. Now everybody behave, do this, do that, right? And of course, there is some place for that because you are training children and things like that, but I'm really talking to the adults. And so you have high anxiety because you don't know what your spouse is going to say. Are they going to make you look bad? What is going to happen? And so sometimes the anxiety Uh, of being outside the house with our close family members sometimes can really be, you know, kissing the top of the chart. Uh, And this is why many times we would just rather travel alone. We would rather be by ourselves. There's no one else to manage. There's no one else to try to control. Now, of course, I'm speaking from deep personal experience, Uh, Because I lived through many things as I was growing up that brought development to my flesh. Now remember, these things happening were not my core problem. My core problem is, is that I'm trying to handle life independent from God. And therefore, I'm trying to manage all of these things that create an atmospheric bondage inside. It's not just a feeling of fear or anxiety. It's an atmosphere that you have learned to live in at your house. And so even though you are now at your house as an adult, that same atmosphere is inside of you, this atmospheric bondage, and therefore when it gets triggered off, here you go looking to control, to manage, to keep people happy, 
to walk on eggshells, to do this, to do that. And you may think it's because they are out of control or they just don't know how to behave. Like in my life, there were times that uh, my mom, who could be wonderful, but she could also have an explosive temper or say things that would just embarrass me, humiliate me. And of course, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I can't stand that feeling. I will do almost anything to not have that feeling. So what would happen in my house as an adult, in my home, uh, with my family, is when I feared that they were going to do something that might embarrass me, I began to try to manage all of that. And of course, let's just see now, what was I more offended by? Their immature behavior, their out-of-control behavior, their anger, uh, them saying some tactless statement, embarrassing me or exposing me. Was I more offended at that? Or was I more offended by the fact that I am attempting to handle everything in my life separate from God. Now, I'm talking about as a Christian. All right? I'm t- so which was I more offended by? Well, of course, because I can hear all of you like, well, obviously you probably were more offended by what they were doing. Yes. And what am I thinking? Here comes another one of my strongholds of thought at the house is I've got to manage these people who just don't know how to behave. Why can't they behave like me? Why don't they just know what to do? Just nip and tuck it, people. Nip and tuck it. Okay. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, just pull it in. Hide it. Don't you know how to perform? Right? So, of course, I'm blessed with a family that uh, refused to do that. (laughs) So, therefore, at the house, when God sent me to my home, And this is where you need to live and dwell, Nancy. This is what we're going to live through. Let me tell you what. I was offended with others more than I was offended with my independence from God, all my ways of trying to manage things. And God, of course, had to flip the house. God had to flip things for me, and he brought me to a place. Now, this happened more than once. Uh, It did not always happen in a pretty fashion, I can assure you. But let me tell you what, I highly recommend this way, my friends, because we don't know how in bondage we are until He shows us. We think we're tied to knots only because of others, and we've not yet realized that the crooked path in us, the the twistedness inside of us, in the soul and body, all right, thank God I knew and had been discipled to know that in my spirit right, that I am sharing in the perfect life of God and all my hope is Christ in me. I can draw from the well of my salvation with great joy. But how many of you know, I wasn't. I was drawing from what I knew and would be in desperate straits to get things squared away so that I could hopefully just have some peace within. So I was constantly addressing the disorder outside of me to try to get order inside of me. That is not how God works. He flips it, and he says, Nancy, I'm bringing order to you inside. I'm bringing order to you, and I'm going to put love in right order. You see, my friends, marriage isn't to make you happy. It's to mature you. 
because now you're like strapped to a person. Okay. I hope you can appreciate me using this word. It's like, oh my gosh, I am now one with this person. I am so close to this person. Or if you're not married, it could be a parent or a sibling or, but, it, or, or a partner or whoever is that you are now so close that that person has now the ability and the proximity and the velocity within your life to trigger those things. Whereas you can keep other people at bay. You can just perform all day long and be gracious to other people, all that. But when you get to the house, into your home, the physical home, when you get into your house, as far as your, uh, you know, true uh, relationships with people, you will begin, hopefully, to see what is in you. And the illusion that you're a wonderful, nice, sweet, loving person, I pray, comes crashing to an end. It must. It must. Because if we think, well, I only have this trouble when I'm around this person. This person is who pushes my buttons. And so I need to get away from that person. But let me ask you now, If you walk away from that person, that marriage, that relationship, that leader, whatever the case may be, my friends, what happens to your buttons? Uh, Yes, ding, 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 you got the right answer. They're still inside of you because they are your buttons. They are your buttons. And you are blessed and privileged, my friends, to be with somebody. You think, how did I pick the one person in the whole world that can find my buttons and push them and send me to the moon in five minutes? And how was I thinking that they were my dream boat? They were my soulmate. And now they're like my torture chamber. Okay, now I know I'm going for a particular audience here, okay? So some of you might be like, wow, Nancy, you know, I'm just having nice relationships and everything's wonderful. I'm like, okay, send this to a friend of yours then, (laughs) okay? But what I'm telling you is that time goes by, the pressure cooker within is you're thinking, that person just pushes my buttons and rattles my chains. But have you recognized, my friend, they are your buttons. They are your chains, And you can get away from every person in the world that makes you feel bad or whatever. And your chains and your buttons will remain and you will stay in bondage and live on smaller and smaller acreage as time goes by. Because you can't bear to be with particular people. Now it's true that when God is able to to flip things and begin to show you what's going on in you, it is true that out of your life with him and the health of his life, ooh, breaking in on you, which isn't going to pander to the inner child, it's going to mature the inner man. Oh, yes, it is. We've got too much inner child going on in the church, and we need the inner man to be matured by the life and the love of the Father. And when that does happen, certainly you will be able then to navigate through your house, even if there are some dysfunctions and unhealthy things that might remain in other people, because even though you're obeying God and you're letting Him deal with you, your buttons, your chains, your flesh, your immature, infantile, childish ways, That doesn't mean everybody else is. And so certainly then you will know how to navigate through those relationships, which we'll talk more about in the next episode, about what it means to really tell the truth in love. My friends, you have to know the truth first for you, the truth about you. 
okay? Because this isn't about you telling everybody else the truth about them. This is about God being able to tell you the truth about him, about you, and about his way of life. Because if we're going to get free at the house, we are going to be those who embrace his way of life as the inner man. If you pander to the inner child, you're going to have a tyrant on your hands. And this is why are we becoming more offended by what comes out of us than we are what comes against us. I'm not saying that what's coming against you isn't offensive. God doesn't believe that we should be mistreating each other. My friends, where did you get the idea from that that we're supposed to treat each other well? That came from God himself. So I assure you it is not okay with God when you mistreat others or they mistreat you. And do not take on any old cultural myths, Christianity myths, that somehow you're just supposed to, it's okay with God, I guess, if I'm mistreated and I'm supposed to just choke it down. No, my friends, that is not. Because God's way of living is where there is mutual love, respect, and submission. We're in the new covenant. We are co-heirs in Christ. And and listen, there's there's a big difference between suffering persecution and enduring sufferings for the sake of the gospel and just pandering to somebody else's flesh or your own. If you're not called to submit to your own flesh, what would make you think that God is calling you to submit to the flesh of others? So you can see there are nuances of where we're going. I'm getting excited. Okay, so this is going to be our, we're going to continue the series. Um, and so here's where I'm going to stop for today. My friends, give thought to these things. This is not an all-inclusive you know, expose on this, but hopefully it's going to provoke you to begin to realize, my friends, the way that God has called his sons to live isn't like nice Christians. Oh, no, it is not. It is like living like Christ, living like they live. And they don't live tiptoeing around anybody. They're not going to tiptoe around you. Let me tell you, when God starts to really love you, because as I said in our last episode, love expresses itself differently as you mature. That's God himself. Love expresses differently. God will love you differently when you are 15, 25, 35 than when you were five. And when he expresses love to you differently and he pours love into you differently, it will mature you and you then will express love then differently to God, to yourself, and to others. My friends, if the kingdom of God is going to ride in through us, it's going to be because we've embraced the ways of our Father, the truth of our Father, the thoughts of our Father, and no longer will we continue to say, oh, his ways are just higher than mine and his thoughts are, please. Please, please, when will we come to the place that we will say, no, his ways, his ways are my ways. I I know the ways of my father because he's dealt with me that way. And he's taught me how to live like him, think like him. This is when we will have mature sons at their house. And then it's going to show up in his house, right? Because we are those who are called. We've spent far too much time. Uh, building our own homes. Now, you have to ask yourself, and again, I'm going a little bit longer than I planned, but listen to this. Have you seen the prolific amount of people as influencers and all showing what they do at their house, how I decorate my house? Here are some Amazon hacks on how to what to order for your house. My friends, the house has become wild. 
And I wonder, wow, have we spent so much time on the externals of our homes and the interior decorating of our homes and the interior design of our homes because it's a sign in the natural of what God is really about that it's time for us to no longer neglect the building of his house, which is us his people. I'm not talking about just the church house. I'm talking about we are his house. We are his sons. And if if God doesn't build the house, my friends, we labor in vain. So anyway, I just touched on that there at the end. But think about it. Just like a few years ago, the biggest decorating thing was have a cross wall. Really? Really? And that's kind of gone by the wayside, but that's because God is bringing the cross back into preeminence and to total prominence, the cross of Jesus Christ, the Son. And listen to me carefully. There are things that you will pick up on in the natural. It's like a big trend. You're like, gee, I wonder why that's trending that way. Well, I would suggest to you it's because, (laughs) listen to me carefully, We, we miss him, we miss God so often, so often. But could we decide now, no longer, Father, I will not miss you. I'm turning towards you. And you, Father, you build me inwardly right at my own house, in my own home, so that I can come to the house and be your building, right? Because if you can be free at home, my friends, you can be free anywhere. We can't can't have a house of God, and it's a house of pretense, a house of pretending, where we all go, we know how to dress, we know how to behave, we go there, we live publicly, and then it's just hell from daylight to dark, from the time we leave church until the time we show up again. This cannot be, and it cannot remain. So, think on these things. Let Holy Spirit speak to you. And my friends, let's let God himself, love himself, mature us. Let him mature us so that Ephesians 4 all the way through begins to manifest. And Ephesians 4.15 certainly is that we will grow up enfolded in love. Let us grow up. Deal truly. Speak truly. Relate truly. Check it all out, my friends, in the word of God. And I love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.